If faith were something quantifiable, I think Jesus would say, okay, here you go. And just like magically give more of it to all of us, right? So I'll just address quick the boot in the room, uh, which is I'm fine. I wish I could say while I was away last weekend, I did something awesome and got hurt, but it's just a stress fracture from, um, you know, pretending like I'm 20 and can still run like I'm 20. So uh, turns out I'm not, and my foot is a little broken, but it's fine, it's all fine. So, uh, and I just really wanna say, um, it's the first time in a long time I could hear everybody's voices from that front pew while we were singing that song, and that just did, that just did something to my heart that I really needed, so thank you for singing that song with the band. That was just lovely. Um, our uh, gospel today begins with the disciples saying to Jesus, increase our faith. That's the line that stuck out to me all week this week. This is verse 5 of chapter 17 of Luke's gospel. So before I go further ahead, I think it's helpful to go back just a few verses to see what causes this request. They don't ask this out of the blue, of course, or in a vacuum. They ask it as a response to something Jesus has said. So here is what he said. Occasions for sin are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on guard. If a brother or sister sins, you must rebuke the offender, and if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if that same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. I've said it before, I'm sure I'll say it again. No, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I would like to not do this. Jesus has just told the disciples they shouldn't lead little ones to sin. They should forgive anyone who repents, even if they keep sinning. Now, we could spend a lot of time this morning talking about repentance means and what it is and how we seek it or how we can recognize other people seeking it, but that's not totally a part of the gospel in front of us today. We could also talk about how little ones, that word little ones doesn't necessarily mean children, but how it encompasses anyone who is seen as less than, little ones, less than, vulnerable. We could talk about how this is a command to not lead people to sin, um, not taking advantage of people, not manipulating them, not hurting them further. But our gospel today comes right after these two challenging requirements for discipleship, and that is the piece that I want us to focus on. It's important to see what came before, but here is where we start. In response to Jesus' request, command, don't hurt those who are more vulnerable than you, forgive others with total abandon, the disciples say, Lord, increase our faith. It's almost funny. It's almost funny. They seem to recognize their inability to do what Jesus is asking even before they even tried to do it. And they think the thing that will help them do these other things the most is more faith. Just give me more faith, Jesus. It's hard to know if this is the smartest request or the worst request by the disciples. It's also kind of hard to tell here if Jesus is giving them a real answer or a sarcastic answer in his response. He says, 
Even faith the size of a mustard seed will help you pick that tree up and set it down over there. I'm starting to doubt that the writer of Luke's gospel thought we'd spend so much time on talking about mustard seeds. I bet that was not his intention at all, and yet this is the thing we've all decided is the most important part of this text. This is what we always focus on. I'm guilty of this as much as anyone. We pull up pictures of mustard seeds, right? We use the visual because I want to hear that a teeny tiny bit of faith is enough. I think I need to hear a teeny tiny bit of faith is enough. But I've wondered this week if maybe the point Jesus is getting at about faith is that it's unmeasurable. Not immeasurable, that word means it's so big it's unable to be measured, but unmeasurable means it's unable to be measured because it isn't quantifiable. If faith were something quantifiable, I think Jesus would say, okay, here you go, and just like magically give more of it to all of us, right? But what Jesus is saying in his response to the disciples is that your faith, be it teeny tiny or huge, be it shaky or steady, be it sporadic or consistent, that is not what you need more of. That's not the point. So then the question, of course, is, okay, well, what is the point, right? Jesus has told the disciples they should not lead others to sin. They should throw forgiveness around like confetti, and they look at Jesus with no other certainty at their core except the one telling them that they cannot do it. We are ill-equipped for this, Jesus. Thank you very much. How about you ask me to talk about doctrine? I can do that. Ask me who is in and who is out. I'm super good at that. Ask me to tell you what is good and what is bad, who is good and who is bad. Happy to do that work for you, Jesus. But ask me to forgive with abandon and take care of the vulnerable? I don't think I'm equipped for that. I really, really understand the disciples here. When we think of faith as something we have or don't have that can be measured and tested and held up as enough or not enough, well then, of course, we're going to ask for more of it. Because more faith equals better faith, right? More faith is better. More faith to help me get through what feels like an unending amount of hard things. More faith because if I just had a little bit more, maybe I wouldn't struggle so much or doubt so often or question so many things. More faith because then I might not sin as often and I could forgive more freely, even forgiving the people who keep treating me like crap. So yeah, if that's what I thought faith did, then yes, I would want more faith. Give me more faith, Jesus. Increase my faith, Jesus. This is why Jesus says, if faith were about how much you have, then let me tell you how little you'd need to do amazing things. If it was about how much, then you only need a little. But it's not about how much. But if it was, you'd only need a little. You'd only need this mustard seed amount. What if Jesus was telling us not, oh, you just need this tiny bit, of, the tiny bit of faith? What if he was saying, you're doing it all wrong? What if we, as people of faith, just keep pulling out scales and rulers to see if we've got enough, we can measure our good faith against somebody else's less good faith? Asking Jesus to give us just a little more, and he is standing in front of us saying, stop measuring 
measuring. You already have all that you need. I can't have all that you need. What if we believed it? I mean, really, really believed it. I super don't. I do not believe this. But what if we did? What we could do if we trusted that we have everything we already need would be as powerful as telling a tree to pick up from there and plant yourself somewhere else. Somewhere else. You already have all that you need. I think we just keep waiting, looking for signs that God is infusing us with some mystical amount of faith that will tip us over some imaginary line to enough when what we have is already enough. We already have what we need, even if what we have feels no bigger than a mustard seed. It is enough. I've heard a lot lately about how shaky my faith feels. People have said this to me. I'm not sure what I feel about church right now. I don't know how I feel about God right now. I don't really know if I believe in God anymore. I've heard this a lot lately. What if it's still enough? If the amount of faith we each have is not the point, then what is? If you remember, Jesus is asking them to participate in the things of discipleship. This is the discipleship parable. Don't make the lives of the vulnerable worse. Forgive those around you early and often. And remember, they think it's more faith that they need to do these things. And Jesus says, well, you already have what you need to do these things. You just need to do them. Thinking about doing them, worrying about doing them, planning for how you will do them, praying about how you will do them, making a committee for how you will do it, none of those are the same as actually doing it. Francisco Garcia, a candidate um, for a PhD student at Vanderbilt Divinity School, said this week, said this this week, Jesus, ever the teacher, creatively shares the essentials for cultivating a strong faith. Faith cannot be quantified on a line graph as if saying I have 25% more faith this year than last year. Faith does not increase like magic. It is felt and known through lived experience. This can only come through practice. In those challenging moments when faith is put to the test. Now, I don't mean test in the sense that you pass or fail, but that you move forward with a concrete step in justice-seeking and peacemaking like the way of Jesus, with a discerning heart, regardless of uncertainty, worry, or fear. I wonder if this constant worry that we might not have enough of what we think we need in order to step out into the world as disciples means we just don't do it. That our waiting until we have the right conditions or the right words or the right amount of faith stops us from being the disciples Jesus has already declared us to be. Francisco says, faith comes from lived experience. And y'all, I'm afraid this means we've got to go and do the things that Jesus is calling us to do. Forgive others abundantly, even when it's hard. That's faith in action. Treat people with love and care, even when they aren't acting with love and care towards you. 
That is faith in action. Take care of the vulnerable. Be a voice for those who are being taken advantage of, who are being treated poorly, who are, I don't know, being lied to and shipped across the country to score political points. Find ways to stand up for those who do not have the ability and resources and privilege that you do. Our faith leads us to action, to act in love. No matter how much we think we have or need, because faith is not actually a thing we have, it's a thing we do. And here's the good thing. We are called to do it together in community, just like the disciples did with Jesus. We share together. We laugh together. We pray together. We cry together. We share a meal together. And we experience in real time, in this place, what it means that we already have all that we need. We are reminded in this place you already have all that you need. You are already loved. You are already enough. So we have been fed and now we are sent full filled by the knowledge that we are enough and we already have all that we need to go and serve and love and be God's hands and feet in a world that needs the love of God more than ever. So now do we go in peace to love and serve the Lord.